0: Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Alright, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy Deeposito, and the Celtics lose to the Miami Heat. Uh 118-107 in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. This isn't even a game or a tale of two halves. I know I've talked about that a lot this season where the Celtics come out hot, lose focus. Uh, Today wasn't even that. It was a tale of one bad quarter. That's it. Celtics outscored the Miami Heat 28-25 in the first, 34-29 in the second, and 31-25 in the fourth. But... We got outscored 39-14 in that third quarter, and that right there is never a recipe for success. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Uh, gonna run through player of the game. Gonna run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and we'll look forward to we'll look forward to the next point of this series here, uh, which is game two. Coming up on Thursday. Uh, Just a day rest. Uh, But to get things started. I want to give player of the game to Robert Williams. Uh, And a couple different reasons for this. One, we haven't seen him in a long time. And realistically, when we did see him last, he was not himself. Tonight, he looked like himself. The scary part is that he got hurt at the end of the game. This guy, I don't know if he's made of glass, but it is just bad, bad luck. Uh, Either way, not good for the Celtics. But the minutes that he played, played 28 minutes tonight, was a plus five on the plus minus, but threw out a stellar stat sheet. 18 points. Nine rebounds and assist two blocks, one of which was with like his lower forearm. Shot six of eight from the field, six of seven from the free throw line. This is as good as it gets of an offensive game for Robert Williams. The guy was there, he was the vertical threat. He was providing all you could ask for on that end of the ball. And then defensively, he provided everything too. This is a fantastic game for Robert Williams. You just needed a little bit more of it. Like 28 minutes, pretty solid. But this is also a game where I failed to mention this prior. I was going to talk about this in the negatives. There's no Al Horford and there's no Marcus Smart. So the Celtics are down two starters. You kind of need a bunch of guys to step up. Tonight, Robert Williams did but he didn't quite get the minutes that you would hope for. 28 minutes, honestly, for him coming back from an injury, not bad. Uh, But him getting 28 minutes when you're missing Al Horford, that's tough. And that's essentially what it boiled down to. Uh, Emey rolled a, a tight rotation, eight guys tonight. Robert Williams, the minutes that he played, fantastic basketball. Uh, and I thought that, you know, realistically, if he continued playing that, this would have been a an unbelievable game for him. Like, and he could have been the reason that the Celtics won this. Uh, but we didn't get enough of it. And, you know, it is what it is. We got to move past it. On to game two. Uh, you got to look at this Robert Williams game, though, and be, I don't want to say happy because obviously we lost by 11 points here. But you got to be hopeful that Robert Williams is still there. It's scary that he got hurt again. You hate to see it. Uh, I was really hoping to see him come back in that fourth quarter after the injury. He did not. So that part sucks. Uh, but overall, solid game for him. You just need him to be healthy. Uh, outside of Time Lord. This starts to get a little dicey. Tatum had a fantastic first half and quite honestly, it was a it was a horrible second half. At the end of the first, Jason Tatum had 21 points, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. He ended the night 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He also had 7 turnovers which we'll talk about. Uh, Defensively, I thought he played solid. Four steals, a block, was defending Jimmy Butler at a pretty high level. I don't know how much you can really say in that aspect uh, just because Jimmy Butler obviously went off, did his thing. Jason Tatum, really good first half. Jalen Brown, bad first half, fantastic second half. Like He had seven points at halftime, ended the game with 24 points. Ten rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Pretty solid shooting. The one issue that I'm running into with Jalen Brown, free throws. Talk about that in the second half. Uh, but again, like these guys are coming in playing good at points, but they're not playing a full 48 minutes. And that's what it boiled down to today. Like, Being outscored by twenty five points in one quarter, you're not gonna win a basketball game like that. Ever. Ever. That's it. Right? Outside of those guys, Pritchard played really well. You gotta give the guy a lot of credit tonight. 18 points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal, an offensive rebound, four of eleven from three. The guy was money. There was a point in the third quarter. Where I was pretty upset that he wasn't in the game. You know, there was a time where the Celtics were being outscored. I want to say it was, yeah, 22-2. to two. That was what we were outscored in the beginning of that third quarter. 22-2. to two. And Peyton Pritchard did not step on the, on the floor in that entire stretch. That, to me, is a huge issue. Like, what is going on? He had 10 points at halftime, 10 points after the third. He did not score. He played the final two minutes. That's an issue. But I'll talk about that in the second half. Peyton Pritchard, though, overall, great game. We also got to see some Daniel Tice minutes. Offensively, looked solid. Defensively, kind of got beat up on. We'll talk about that in the second half. If you can't tell, there's a lot more negatives in today's podcast than there are positives. I hate to do it, but that's what this game gives you. Uh, the only other positive tonight that I haven't really touched on that I do want to touch on is the play of Aaron Neesmith. And he ended the night with zero points, uh, one rebound, and that's it on the offensive end. But a steal. And three blocks. I thought his energy was fantastic. Like he was a guy in 11 minutes had a zero plus minus. There was only one player on the Celtics that had a positive plus minus tonight. Which is wild to think of considering we won three of four quarters. Robert Williams is the only person on the team with a positive plus minus. The next highest is Aaron Nesmith. Again, granted, 11 minutes. Take that with a grain of salt, right? But the 11 minutes that he was out there, I thought he played great. Uh, I personally did not see Aaron Neesmith getting any playing time whatsoever in this series. But when you're down two starters, you start to get a little desperate, right? The Celtics have run an eight-man rotation pretty much all season long, eight, nine-man rotation at times, right? So I would assume that the rotations are going to continue to be tight, down two guys. If that's the case, you got to look towards your bench for help. And tonight, Aaron Neesmith was that guy. I mean, realistically, looking at the bench, I don't really know where else he would have gone. Luke Cornett, not it. Jawan Morgan, not it. Malik Fitz, definitely not it. Stowskis, I don't know, maybe just because he can shoot. But like, who are you gonna get extra minutes from? This game highlighted the lack of depth on this team. And I don't wanna I don't wanna sit here and say that paint that as a huge negative, because it's really not. Any playoff rotation sticks to about eight, nine guys. Every team does it. Like, even the Miami Heat tonight only rolled with nine guys. You had Caleb Martin, Deadman, Hero, Oladipo. Those are the only bench guys that played for the Heat tonight. And they're down one starter. So, again, do the math. We had one extra starter out. We got to go another. We have to take another guy from the bench, move him into a rotation role. That's how it works. Right? It's frustrating. Uh There are some positives to take from this. Uh, The biggest thing is that the Celtics really attacked the shit out of the paint in the first half. I thought they did a fantastic job driving and making it a point to get into the paint. They had 42 points in the paint in the first half. The negative spin to that is they only had six in the second half. That's a huge issue. When you have a quarter where you only score 14 points, that's going to happen. We didn't have a field goal for like nine minutes. The only points that we had were from free throws. Also an issue. But some of the positives to take from it, from you know an assist standpoint, we had 17 assists in the first half. This Celtics team was moving the ball so perfectly. And a lot of it stemmed from Jason Tatum. You gotta give the guy a ton of credit because Jason Tatum was a man on a mission in the first half. He came out super aggressive, getting to the lane, finding guys on dish outs, getting to the free throw line, and just making tough shots. And he did it the entire first half. Like, I don't I don't know. Like the whole Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler controversy here a lot of people have been saying that jason tatum is the best player in this series i talked about it in the last podcast right that was not the case tonight like it was head and shoulders jimmy butler but in the first half not so much jason tatum in the first half was the best player on the court but it shifted in the second half and that's where I'm going to transition. I want to talk about some of the negatives here because the third quarter was an absolute you know, fire sale for the Celtics. Before I dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Okay, so let's talk some negatives here. There are three things, glaringly, that are negative from this game besides the way we played. And that is Marcus Smart being hurt. It is pretty apparent that the Celtics need him to facilitate this offense and to calm guys down. Because the third quarter, again, where I mentioned we were outscored 39-14, they needed someone to calm the pace and get guys on track. Marcus Smart was not there to do so. The other guy in Al Horford is really the calming presence of the entire defense. Right? Marcus Smart obviously is that guy on both ends of the ball more often than not. But Al Horford has been real, like dad Al. He's been that guy. He has been the person steering people in the right direction, making sure they don't get too high and they don't get too low. And we've seen it at a lot of different points of this playoff so far. Like, even going back to the net series where Jalen Brown made that crazy pass that ended up being a great pass at the very end of the game, Jalen Brown was holding his head down like, oh my god, I almost just cost us the game. And Al Horford goes up, picks his head up, and tells him to move on. Right? And this is something that we didn't have in that third quarter, and it showed. It showed. It showed. Uh, the third quarter is an absolute nightmare. You can't lose a third quarter by 25 and expect to win. That's it, right? So, those two things obviously a huge negative. We aren't 100% sure when Marcus Smart's going to come back. Uh, I would feel a little bit more optimistic in seeing him in game two, strictly because leading up to today, he was questionable. So I would expect Marcus Smart to be put back as questionable for Game 2. I wouldn't expect him to be out. I wouldn't expect him to be available. But I would expect it to be questionable. Uh, I don't see Marcus Smart sitting two straight games in the Eastern Conference Finals. With Al Horford, completely different story. He's in COVID protocols. We have no idea if he has covid if he came in close contact with someone with COVID or they're being cautious because he had a false positive or false negative, whatever, right? Eme odoka talked pregame and said that he feels good, but they're not going to talk about his vaccination status. So that, to me, still sounds like he's not vaccinated, which, again, I don't really care if he's vaccinated or not doesn't matter to me i just want him to be able to play this celtics team needs him on on both sides of the ball offensive and defensive he needs to be there he's a huge part of this team uh and he is that calming presence that kind of levels everybody out uh that needs to be back so those are the two big things outside of gameplay that suck right the other thing Time Lord, kind of talked about it already, right? Got hurt got hurt in the fourth quarter, did not come back. That, to me, is tough. Eme talked about it post-game for a brief second and said that, he, as far as he knows, it's just cramps. To me, it didn't look like a cramp. It looked like when Bam went up, Time Lord came down, it looked like he grabbed his knee And almost moved it back in socket. And I know that's not 100% accurate because you don't really do that with a knee. You do it with shoulders. Uh, But that's what it looked like. It looked like he literally took his knee and moved it over. And this is the left knee, which is the, the knee that he got hurt. And that to me is extremely frustrating. Because this team cannot afford more injuries. It can't. It can't do it. So, take out the gameplay. Those are three massive negatives. But as far as gameplay goes, because this is the stuff that we can control, they just didn't attack the paint well enough. I talked about the fact that the Celtics had 42 points in the paint in the first half. They did not do it in the second half. That's a huge issue. They lost focus. Reverted back to you know December Celtics, or even November Celtics for that matter, uh, and then they went and turned the ball over. Yo, know, those are the two things that really plagued the Celtics. Jason Tatum, huge part of it. He had seven turnovers tonight, six of which were in that third quarter. It was an absolute atrocity. Like it was just a, it was a horrible, horrible third quarter. And Jason Tatum was at the helm of all of it. And I'm not one to sit here and, you know, bash players, especially Jason Tatum, just for the simple fact that he was fantastic in the first half. But he killed the Celtics in the third quarter. Celtics had 16 turnovers on the game, 19 points off of turnovers, but, uh, and I don't, I don't know. It's just tough when you give up that many turnovers and that many points off turnovers. It kills all momentum that you may have had. When you come out and give up a twenty-two to two start, there's a huge issue there, right? A lot of it came down to the fact that Jimmy Butler was doing his thing. Jimmy Butler tonight, and I know I, I touched on it briefly. He was the best player in this in this game. And it's head and shoulders above Jason Tatum. It's not even remotely close how much better Jimmy Butler was. Offensively, okay, stat line. 41 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, only 2 turnovers. A team high, plus 25, plus minus. 17 of 18 from the free throw line. 12 of 19 from the field. That is, it's honestly like the best stat line I've seen all playoffs. That's it. That is the best stat line I've seen all playoffs long. And that's Jimmy Butler. I told everybody before this game that Jimmy Butler is a baller. He has zero quit in him regardless of what people think about him. He is a damn good basketball player. And tonight, he came out and he showed out. It sucks for the Celtics, but that's what happened. The Celtics had this game. The first half was excellent. We went into the halftime with an eight-point lead. And it was gone in two and a half minutes, basically. I think by the nine minute mark, we already had given up the lead. Guys couldn't hit shots. Jason Tatum really struggled. Jalen Brown really struggled. Jalen Brown had an f- excellent fourth quarter. That's it. That's about it. He had nine points after the third quarter. Like, granted, again, he ended with 24. So we had 15 points in the fourth quarter. That part's great. But you can't go three quarters. And not impact the game if you're Jalen Brown. Right? Like you're down two starters. You need both of the Jays to step up and play a huge game. In total stat line, 24 points, 10 rebounds. That's solid, right? But imagine if he did anything in the first three quarters. It's a different ball game, right? That's it. So this is a frustrating one. Again, being outscored 25 points in that third quarter is tough. Uh, but you got to move on. At this point, Celtics are down 1-0. Like I said in the last podcast, I fully expected this to be a series where we would steal one in Miami, go on, win both in Boston, and it would end up being Celtics in six. Miami would get the next. Those would be their two wins, and then we'd win game six in Boston. That was my prediction prior to the series starting. It's still my prediction now. I think game two. You need to focus on getting the Jays started. I think Marcus Smart comes back. And he'll be impactful. Derek White moves back to that bench role. We don't see some of the turnovers that we saw tonight. And I think this game goes in the Celtics favor. Like. Like. I'll go out. I'll go out on a limb and say I still think it's going to be like a seven-plus point win for the Celtics. Uh, that's how confident I am in this team. But they need their guys to step up. They need the Jays to go off. They need Marcus Smart playing. I'm not even going to say Marcus Smart to go out and dominate. They just need Marcus Smart, right? And we also need Time Lord. We saw tonight Time Lord was extremely impactful, but he needs to go out there and be healthy at this point. And that's my big concern. Uh, If the Celtics can get all of those things working in their favor, I think the Celtics take this game by seven plus points. It's as simple as that. But that's where we're going to wrap things up. I don't want to harp on negative after negative after negative here. Uh, But today was a tough game, it's a tough loss. The uh, Celtics need to bounce back. Game 2 again uh Thursday night uh 8:30 in Miami. Have a good night Celtics fans. We will talk just soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?